My name is Tyler, and I am your host on Ask Me Anything. This podcast features Lynn and Paula Johnson. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us for another episode. Today, we are going to be talking about marriage. Marriage is what brings us together here today. We have a special guest here tonight, Lynn's partner in crime, partner in life, love of his life, the one, the only, Mrs. Paula Johnson. Mom, thanks for being here. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Dad, how do you feel about your wife being on this episode? Kind of scared. Why? Because she'll correct every lie I tell. Is that true, Mom? It's a possibility. Have you lied in past episodes? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Just to let everybody know, um, Coach Johnson had his first track meet this last weekend. How did that go? Went really well. We had uh, a lot of kids uh, qualify for state in their first meet. We had a lot of PRs. We had two school records broken. It was awesome. We had a good meet. Mom, you went to support? I did. How was that? Very exciting. I love track. It's fun watching the kids. Excellent. So, as you guys know, tonight we're going to be talking about marriage. And that's why I thought it would be great to have my lovely mother come and join my dad and talk about this subject that they have been enduring for quite a while now. Enduring? <laughs> yeah, I guess you can call it that. Enjoying. Enjoying. Experiencing. Are you trying to get brownie points for mom right now? Couple. <laughs> so I wanted to start off by just asking you some pre preliminary questions like, you know, your love story. Kind of give me a brief uh, summary of your love story, how you guys met, how long you've been married, kind of something like that. Dad, you want to give us a short no, summary? I, guess, and I, I think this is, this is where... She'll correct me, see, because the day she saw me, she was in love with me from the very beginning. And she chased me all over, and, you know, finally I had to succumb to her, you know, constant... I was 12 <laughs> the first time we met. Well, it started very young. The first time you guys met, you were 12 years old. Just I had just moved to Snowflake. So... We met, she was, I had some friends, they lived on Back Street, we called it Back Street, First East, and we were playing, and she was at her cousin's house that lives on First East, and we saw him, and anyway, me and my friend, we started chasing him, and I chased her into her cousin's house, down the hall, and into a bedroom to meet her. And she thought I was weird, and they both told me to get out of the house. And anyway, <laughs> that's how we met. Okay, so then you guys what dated in high school, high school sweethearts? Yeah, it we, was the we, summer of her freshman year, or between her eighth grade and freshman year, and between my freshman and sophomore year, and we hooked up and started when was the first kiss we can't say that in front of our children why not 
because I don't want my posterity to know. Because we're, we're probably <laughs> old enough we can't remember. <laughs> I can remember the moment. I just can't remember the day. Okay, why don't you tell us about the moment then? My mom's shaking her head now. So, sorry, posterity. We're not going to get any of that information out. Just come, have them come ask me personally. I'll tell them. Okay. Anyway, we dated on and off all through high school. And then we, he went on his mission, and I... Did you wait faithfully? Graduated, and I dated here and there, and came home. Still true love, and we got married. How how many years has it been? 37. 37? I should have asked you. <laughs> 37 years of marriage. So you guys should know a lot about marriage, right? After being together for 37 years? <laughs> we should. We should. Doesn't mean we do. Well... I feel like marriage is such a broad topic, and there's so many different aspects and points that we can touch on. But tonight, I just wanted to choose one that I've kind of dealt with in my marriage. I've seen my siblings deal with it a little bit, and uh, we've talked about it recently. And so I thought that would be a good topic to to tackle tonight. And that is, as two people come together and get married, a man and a woman, a lot of times they have different interests and hobbies. And I've seen that a lot in you guys. Dad likes hiking and biking and running. And he's got all of these hobbies that he's into. And you haven't necessarily been into those. So, you know, at least in a young marriage, I've seen it kind of rustle, ruffle some some feathers and cause some conflict. But from what I can see in you guys, it doesn't do that. So the question of the night is, how do you guys go about you know, doing your own hobbies and, and separating to do those things, but yet still say, stay happy and, and satisfied with the time that you guys spend together and stuff like that. So first, we're going to open the floor to, to my mom and, and see what your point of view is, and then dad can counter. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when you first get married... Um, you have certain likes and dislikes and some things you like to do together and some things you won't necessarily enjoy doing together because you have different tastes. And um, as we went through the years, um, Dad wasn't always into what he's into now. And so... I would say the first 10 years we were busy raising kids and family and school and getting through that part of our life. And later on, he, he was about 35 when he started running and really getting into the running scene. And, and then as, as life has gone on, he's picked up his other hobbies and things and, and what's good is um, I have things that I like to do that he doesn't like to do. He has things that he likes to do that I don't necessarily can do or like to do. Um, and so those are the times that you just um, appreciate and enjoy what they're doing 
and you when you're younger you're a little more selfish with your time and and but when you're older you you get more independent and so it's it's a little easier to you know you go do what you want yeah and thankfully we have enough things that we like to do together that keeps the you know the bonding common and we really enjoy being together when we're together before dad tackles that question i want to know some of those things that you guys have come up with to do together we we like to travel and go on trips together we like sporting events we do like to do those things together i like to support him in his coaching endeavors and and uh watch all those kind of things um, probably our biggest thing is, of course, our children and our grandchildren. We like to go with them and watch them and support them in their activities. We have our religion very much keeps us in common and things like that. Okay. All right, Dad. <laughs> I guess I I think I, I would like to go back to the start. <laughs> I think that a common bond when you get married is that you do have things in common. You do like the same things. You do like to do the same. That that's what draws you to each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are those couples that you know opposites attract or something like that, and they don't have anything in common. But I don't believe that that was the case with your mother and I. I think that we had a lot of things in common when we first started. Uh, to court and date and consider marriage, we like mom said she like we liked sports, we liked camping, we liked being with family, we liked uh, to eat, you know, go out to dinner and that kind of stuff, and and so we did like a lot of things. And then um, she said that different times of your life, we call those stages, uh, different stages of your life. You're wrapped up in different things, you know. When I was going to school, uh, she wasn't going to school, and so s several things we didn't have in common, you know. Uh, homework I had to do, she didn't, um, and, and that type of thing. And as I was suffering through algebra or college algebra or college English, you know, she didn't have to deal with that like I did. And, and so the common bonds that kept us together then were our kids, um, you know, weekends, it seemed like during the week when I was working full time and going to school full time, it was hard, uh, to stay straight. And so we would just, uh, really focus on the weekends. And so during that stage of our life, we lived specifically for the weekends, you know, when I, when I take a break from the studies or whatever. And then, Obviously, having our religion in common, that was a, a good bond. A lot of times they would call us to serve as teachers together or something like that. And so we shared that in common. Uh, once we, once I graduated from college and we started our first job in the town, we moved to a town called Payson. And we played co-ed volleyball together, co-ed softball together, and we'd be on several different leagues. And we'd we had a ton of things in common, um, our friends, and our lives at that time revolved around sports. 
it seemed like we in when we lived in Payson we'd go from one sport to another it, first it would be women's volleyball and then it would be men's volleyball and then it would be co-ed volleyball and then we'd, men's softball women's softball co-ed softball and then basketball and and it just seemed like that that was our common bond at that time and then uh we do family campouts with with her family or and and that was still common for us i think that um when uh, the interest started changing or the interest started shifting uh, was just personal activity. And, um, you know, my weight situation, you know, just gaining a lot of weight, I needed something to, uh, since we like to eat so much, I needed something to offset that. And so I started running and developed a, a big passion for running and that kind of thing. And, and she didn't develop that with it. She didn't like running. And so we've, even during that time, we've tried to to compromise and do things together or make it work for each other, but just still different different personalities, different likes on that, that way. So, yeah, maybe one aspect that we're different in is, you know, my passion for running. Um you know, we still camp a lot. We still like to camp. We like to boat. We like our kids. We like to go out to dinner. We like to travel. We like vacation. We like to chit-chat. We have our religion in common. So in reality, we have a ton of things in common. Um, running takes up a big portion of my life because I'm always training for something or always trying to do something to keep the fat bug away but um it's not like we don't have a lot of things in common still and and in marriage you're still two individual people you're gonna have your own likes and dislikes and it doesn't just because he likes to do something i don't like to do or whatever it doesn't mean that you know it it has to pull you apart or make it hard and you know you just have to be very, you know, compromising and, you know, that's his interest and, and, and that's okay. So what did you guys do to develop that, you know, that individual characteristic, that selflessness to be okay with letting the other person go and do, you know, what they like to do and you don't like to do, you know, because especially in the beginning of marriage, you know, I've seen a little bit in my marriage and in my siblings marriages that even though they have a lot in common that one thing that they don't can really set them off you know like that's the only thing that they focus on is that one thing that they don't have in common and that's where the selfishness comes in even though they do spend a lot of time together or even though they do a lot of things together when that one moment comes up it's like "Mm -mm, you can't go do that (laughs) and so how did you guys develop that how long did it take do you think to be okay with those moments where he did leave or you did your own thing and time (laughs) takes time. I think that a lot of times, you know, married couples think that they have to have everything in common in order to make it work. And I disagree with that. I think that 
so number one, marriage is a lot of work. You have to work at it constantly and daily. It's not a given. And, you know, personality-wise and everything like that, you have to work that and develop that to where you are coming together and you are functioning as a unit instead of an individual. And I think that it takes a lot of unselfishness, you know, that uh, and and to get rid of any jealousy as far as well you're spending so much time doing that and you're not spending any time with me and um and then the selfishness is or the unselfishness is to realize hey maybe i am going to too many ball tournaments or maybe i am doing too much hunting or spending too much time playing nintendo or you know doing this and you know maybe i need to step back and reevaluate what I'm doing and and or on the other hand maybe I am griping too much that they're gone or maybe I am a little bit too uh, selfish with my time or you know maybe I am not being fair that you know someone needs some downtime or some alone time and that takes work it takes work to realize that it takes work to do that it takes works to over it takes work to overcome that and i think that's where we've been successful um, we're yeah. willing to work at it yeah <laughs> but we're willing you know and and mom has done a great she's my you know one of my biggest fans when i run you know even though i you know uh, come in last or whatever she's there to support me and and that and and I, I believe she knows that I'm there to support her too. You know, if she has something that she's doing or that she feels important or if she needs to get away with her friends, I'm not, you know, I'm not overly bearing, saying, no, you can't do that. I'm not dictating, you know, something that I don't allow myself. So how long would you guys say that you've been in that comfortable state of... It's, it's definitely harder when you have young kids and you're, the wife's home with the kids and she's feeling a little trapped and, and can't go do what she wants. And so that was definitely harder. And um, we didn't always see eye to eye, <laughs> of course, at times. And just like you're experiencing now, maybe you want to go do something and your wife is like, no, you need, you know. <clears throat> yeah. So it um it takes it t- it takes a little while. <laughs> and I, I think yeah, I don't I don't know that there's any one defining moment. time. Yeah. I think that we talked about stages, you know, the stage when you're not you don't have kids and you're in college, the stage when you have young kids, the stage when you have teenagers, the stage when you have married kids, the stage when you have grandkids. There's always there's always something new that comes up. There's always something that occupies your time. And I believe that that's where the work comes in. You know, your work your work isn't done. You know, we're in a stage right now where we have kids and grandkids. And, um, you know, there will be a time. And, it, and they're all here. They're all in town. They're all around us. And so there's... You know, there's things that we have to work at at and deal with in that stage. 
and then there will be a stage a little bit later when our grandkids are are going away or our grandkids are having kids or our kids aren't all in town and you know we're trying to to work vacations or work time to see our different kids at different times and so um i think it's important that your work is never done and i think it's important that you realize there's this there's a different stage it's a different situation depending upon the stage of life you're in and you know if you want to make it successful you work at it during that stage we talk all the time about how we should interact with our kids and how we should interact with our grandkids and we discuss it and we talk about it over and over and and we're trying to get it right sometimes she has to call me to repentance you know because i have a different ideal than she does or you know i'll have to explain to her my point of view and and then you come to a compromise and and make it work so to to summarize kind of what you guys are saying it's uh to recognize the stage that you're in and work that stage the best that you can work on selflessness and you know try to put your understand your partner and put them first and then just be patient with how much time it takes to get to you know that point where you can be comfortable with your partner going and doing what they like to do, even though it doesn't involve you. That sounds uh, pretty good. It does. You know, you got to communicate. I think always communication is a big factor in, involved in that process. That you know, you have to talk to one one another, and again, you have to get rid of your pride. Sometimes you get hurt because of something that they do, or uh, they get hurt because it's something that you do, and, and you got to communicate about it without being offended and getting rid of your pride. You know, I'm not the dictator of her. She's my partner. She's my co-equal. And every time I treat her as that, our marriage goes way better. If ever I get domineering or... I mean, I think some of the times back that we had the roughest bill, well, I'm the breadwinner. I'm out there making a living. All you do is stay home with the kids. Don't ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good thing. And uh, and I just, I think that we make it work by realizing that and understanding that. And I think that, you know, obviously her job is way more important than mine. Raising a family is probably the toughest thing that you can do. And she's done a stellar job at that. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I didn't realize that at the time. I thought being the breadwinner and, you know, putting a roof over her head and putting food on the table, that was the most important thing. But, you know, it's it's not less important, but her job is just as important as that. So, yeah. Well, like I said, there's so many aspects to marriage that we can attack tonight, but I think you guys did a great job on attacking that specific question, and hopefully um, those who are listening can benefit from you guys' advice and those principles that we, we talked about tonight. Um, like always, I like to leave the floor open to like a little last message, which can be to your posterity or even to, to one another. So, Mom, I'm going to start with you, and then... Dad, you can wrap it up. 
Well, one thing that really helps is... Sorry if I get a little emotional. (laughs) Is that to have your partner as your best friend really helps and to, you know, love them as deeply as I love Dad makes it a lot easier. He's a pretty good one to be stuck with. <laughs> Excellent. All right. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Made, you're not supposed to get emotional. <laughs> I brought a little emotion to the podcast. This is good. Dang. Sorry. Um, if I have something directly to say to my posterity, the principles that we talked about tonight our key in marriage. It's give and take, it's work, and it's communication. It's getting rid of your pride and working together. And, uh, you, you know, for the common good of, of your family and for your posterity. And what mom says is true. She's definitely my best friend. And of all the things that I do, and I, and I believe this is true for her, of all the things that she does, the preference would be to be together or to do something together. And, and yeah, you need time away and that kind of stuff, but the bottom line is I'm not spending time away to get away. I mean, you know, I spend time away to ha- have some time, but not to get away from mom because she's my best friend. And... I tell her consistently and for my kids and their kids, you know, when you get married or when you search or when when you are married, your wife, uh, as I tell mom, she always has been and always will be the love of my life. And that's the bottom line right there. She's the love of my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I just want to say that you guys definitely have been amazing parents to me, supported me, and helped me beyond what I can ever repay you guys. And even though mom didn't want to do the podcast tonight, I'm glad that she did. I'm glad that we could have this conversation, and hopefully um, the listeners can benefit from that. And so I'd just like to thank everybody for tuning in, and hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we will catch you in the next one.